0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there is a free $350 NFL contest and a free $250 contest. Just just head to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in everyone to the NFL PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode number 10. It's already Friday. I cannot believe it. Closer and closer to the weekend. Joining me as usual, the man, the prop god, Dan Titus, a.k.a. the birthday boy. Want to shout out to Dan Titus. Happy birthday, my man. This guy is still working hard, grinding, even though even though it's his birthday today. How you feeling today, Dane? Are you feeling any younger?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not feeling any younger. No <laughs> days off, man. But uh the grind continues. But um, yeah, man, I appreciate the birthday wishes and uh gonna try to make the most of it. Turning 36, man. Or I am 36. Yeah. I gotta say that now. Four years away from forty, man. Sean Kramer,
0: let me know how it feels. <laughs> you still, it's still got a long way to go. Four years is a very, very long time, but it seems like it time is. is going by so fast, man. It is, it's it really crazy. Is. You got any big plans, or you just going to be grinding away?
1: Yeah, no, actually, I'm going to try to link up with with the crew down in LA. I'm going to the the Rams and Bucks game on Saturday, so that oh, nice. first time actually seeing Tom Brady. And Gronk in person, so, you know, I, I mean, this guy's going to probably play till he's 50 at this point, but I figure I might as well get it in while he's still upright. So Seems that like should it. be a good game, man. That's like the game of the week. So excited to to, to go see that new stadium and uh, yeah. kick it back and watch some football, man. I haven't been in a stadium and whew, football stadium for probably three, four years now. Uh, I think the last time I, last time I went to a game was the Raiders uh,
0: when yeah. they were out in the Bay. So excited okay. to go, man. Yeah, it's been a while for me too, man. I think the last like game that I went to was I actually went to the Superdome in down in New Orleans and that was Yeah, yeah. got a few years back, but I don't have any incentive to go watch the Texans, so I'm trying to go to these out of out of <laughs> out of city stadiums and check those out. But man, I'm excited for you. That that new stadium looks amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe that game's not in prime time. I mean, it's, we still have a pretty good prime time game between the Packers and the Niners, but I thought this one should be also prime time. But Tom Brady going into Foxborough next week is going to be prime time. I wonder what the yeah, numbers are going to look time, like. Prime time, yeah, that's that's like the king of prime time. But um, yeah, I'm excited for you, man. Again, happy birthday. you have a great weekend. Thank you. But. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so the plan for today's show, we'll recap quickly uh, what we saw Thursday night, last night between the uh, Carolina Panthers and the uh, Houston Texans, a few injuries that we probably want to get to from a player prop perspective. And then we'll just get into our Sunday uh, player prop bets, and then we'll end the show with a, uh, a best bet for the weekend. Uh, before we get into all that action, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back to recap Thursday night football. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet, from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk free $1,000 sports bet. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. All right, coming off the break. Dan, not a pretty night for me. I, I have to say the least, man. I, I went 0 for 3. Um, Christian McCaffrey leaving the game, that that really hurt uh, with a hamstring injury. That really hurt my prop. And obviously, I had the over 18 and a half rush attempts on him. And then Sam Darnold, I had messaged you as soon as he ran it in for a touchdown. I was like, well, that, that player prop is toast too, because I had the under six and a half there. Um, and then my last one, David Johnson, didn't even get a target in this game. As far as going over his rushing, um, or sorry, over his passing, or sorry, receiving yards prop, um, and you know, you and I were going back and forth in this game, and uh, we'll get to your picks in a second. But kind of the X's and all the player matchups in this game, we were talking about why Philip Lindsay was getting so much playing time for the Texans when this guy is running east to west, and he's not going to be able to break tackles with the front seven that the Panthers had. It was really irritating me. It was really <laughs> pissing me off because. I guess it's something I expect from the Texans, but I mean, come on, when you have Mark Ingram who was doing pretty well, you have David Johnson. Also, I I thought those two guys probably had a better matchup with the front seven than did Philip Lindsay against the Panthers front seven. Yeah. The
1: thing that I'm confused about is like, I I like that they have so much depth at running back. It's it's certainly something that the San Francisco 49ers wish they had right now. Mm -hmm. And but I feel like these guys can't really get a rhythm. Like the only person that's really getting enough of the, of the uh, rushing chair is really Mark Ingram. And he was running. All right. And, you know, they made a concerted effort in the first half to, you know, kind of protect Davis mills. We saw in the second half as they were playing from behind, yeah. like why they were definitely uh, leaning towards the run. But, you know, David Johnson actually looks all right, man. Like he, he looks a lot quicker. He's still healthy to me. He's still a better running back right now than, than Phillip Lindsay. And for his prop, I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit. But, yeah, I just don't think that they're going to continue to be successful if they're going to continue to trot out three running backs like that, especially when Lindsey is not running north and south here. Like, he's dancing too much trying to break tackles, where that was never really his forte. He was always a downhill runner uh, with a decent offensive line. And right now, I don't know that his
0: fit is is the best for the Texans, or at least how they're utilizing him. I think I'm still kind of waiting for one of these teams that need a running back to come knocking on the or- or ring yeah. the, the, the phone to the Texans front office. And Hey, let us get Mark Ingram off your hands or even David Johnson. Cause I think that both team like the 49ers or the Baltimore Ravens can use a player like uh, David Johnson, who's a great pass catching back and also Mark Ingram. He looks like he's rejuvenated a guy that they can use, but uh, Davis mills. I mean, he looked, he looked bad as I thought he would. I mean, He had one good drive, that touchdown drive that they had where they were getting the ball to Brandon Cooks. Um, But other than that, I mean, it was just a lot of indecisions. It was a lot of um, holding the ball too long. I think the pass rush was getting to uh, Davis Mills fairly quickly. I think Larry Maitunso had a really bad game. I think there's a point where they had two guys coming off that left or the right side of that defense. And Larry Maitunso was not able to block any one of those guys. And I think they got to Davis mills easily, but um, you know, this game ended up being a snooze fest as I thought Texans made it a little interesting at the half, but again, the Panthers were able to pull away in that second half. So um, you want to quickly recap your player props and how you did uh, for the Thursday night football game. Cause uh, mine was shameful. Yeah. It's team effort
1: here. So (laughs) fortunately I was able to rebound here Um, three and I think I went four and what three and three or four and three, three and three last week yeah. um, Thursday night props three and zero. first one I had was Davis Mills under 19 and a half completions that one hit but that one was a sweat you know he had he finished with 19 fortunately yeah. the the Panthers defense was able to get him off the field at, on a fourth down um, to stop that drive at the end of the game there to close it out and uh, get the kneel on and then the second one I had I believe was Uh, Let's call it Philip Lindsay under 21 and a half rushing yards for much of the stuff I was just talking about. You know, they just don't really have an opportunity to get a rhythm and Philip Lindsay just doesn't look good this year. He's averaging under three yards of carry. It's, it just doesn't look good. He, he, he looks like a shell of himself from Denver essentially. So, thought that one was really good value. Um, And the last one I had was Terrace Marshall over two and a half receptions. He smashed through that. I think we saw once Christian McCaffrey left the game, he was certainly more active in the past game, but it was really DJ Moore's show. So, you know, we both missed that one. Uh, probably should have foreseen him to go off a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, but still feel all right about the Terrace Marshall. I gave out three picks also for the Action Network, and I hit. I used the Terrace Marshall and the Davis Mills one there. I also had Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, in a parlay uh, to score an anytime touchdown in the Carolina Panthers on the money line. And unfortunately, CMC, man... It's something about, I don't know, I, I, I have a theory. It's not really a theory, but I just wonder, white skill, posi- white skill positions, especially at running back, uh, these soft tissue issues, man, they're just going to yeah. continue to pile up for CMC, man. And uh, he's got a, he's a ridiculous shape, you know what I'm saying? But like the, the wear and tear can't be denied. And I feel like, you know, we can't really trust CMC that much. So I think, you know, Chuba Hubbard, if you got him in fantasy, scoop him up if you were lucky enough to do that. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important for the Carolina Panthers. I was really worried about this game for him mm. more so because I thought that it was going to be an opportunity to get him some rest. And unfortunately he pulled up limp before it could even get really, really get going. So yeah. it's unfortunate for CMC.
0: Yeah. And I, mean, I think he had a pretty great start to the season also. I mean, last week I was on his player prop. He absolutely crushed the uh, receiving oh, and the rushing rest- Yeah. And yeah, Bit, he was having a great season. Hopefully, it's not something that keeps him out for too long. I, I think the important part for, for the Panthers now, and especially CMC, is that now they have 10 full days off between their next game, which is on not this Sunday, but obviously next Sunday. But with the hamstring injuries, they can be very, very tricky. So I don't expect him to play next week, something to definitely keep an eye on. And I think you hit the nail on the head that I think Chuba Hubbard really bounced back and filled that role nicely once CMC left. He had some great runs in there. So I think that's a player prop, uh, a number that we're going to have to keep an eye on if CMC is going to be out next week because he, he I think he did very, very well in um in filling that role at their running back mm-hmm. position. I think he also nailed the head or hit the nail on the head And I don't know why we missed or missed DJ Moore and Brandon Cooks. I actually had Brandon Cooks written down, but I don't know why I scratched him out for no reason. I did bet him on this over 68.5. And Pretty much he's going to be the only wide receiver for this team. And it almost feels like that. He almost had an injury also because he took a, a shot in the back from one of the defenders yeah. from the Panthers, and it looked like he was going to be out. But he rebounded nicely. I believe he got close to or over 100 yards uh, uh, receiving this game. And I know I also have him on our season-long player props. So he's off to a pretty great start to the first three weeks of the season for the Texans. So um, any final thoughts for the um, so, uh, Sorry, the Thursday night game or any you know other – things that you wanted to mention
1: uh i did see that the both houston texans tight ends had pretty sizable pass uh receiving yard props it was jordan akins i think his yeah. was like 21 and Farrell browns was like i want to say in the same range of like 28 something gaudy mm-hmm. and so like that's one of the angles that i've been looking at is like look at these backup tight ends to see you know, I think that these some of these lines are certainly a, a bit exaggerated for the role that they're playing. Most of these guys are only getting a couple target opportunities. It'll probably be on a broken play, and if you have Davis Mills, we saw him, you know, miss several throws high. Um, so with a new quarterback, even though tight ends are usually leaned on, they're not really a focal point of the offense for the Houston Texans. It's really, as you said, it's Brandon Cooks. So something I'm going to be watching and monitoring.
0: Yeah, also I think the, also a point in that is uh... – Danny Amendola was out for this game and Nico Collins is also out for, I think three to four weeks. So the, obviously you can't throw it to Brandon cooks on every single down. So I think these two tight ends for the uh, Texans might be worth a look going forward. So we'll definitely keep an eye on um, Chuba Hubbard and then Jordan Akins and Ferrell Brown for the uh, Houston Texans. Um, Anything else, Dan, for this game, or do you want to get into our Sunday player props?
1: Uh somehow Texans were able to get Anthony Miller involved. He <laughs> yeah. wanted out so bad and he scored a touchdown his first game. So obviously that was that was probably better suited because Amendola and Nico Collins were out. But yeah, you know, still still pay dirt in uh in game one. So I'm sure that's probably a good feeling. Low low value pick that's actually may may pan out a little bit. So yeah,
0: no other thoughts on the game though. Yeah, I think Anthony Miller's gonna have to probably uh was this his this was his first game for the Texans, so um it'll be interesting how long tyra taylor is going to be out and then you know how they're able to integrate anthony miller into this roster into the offensive system because um it it, sometimes it's really really difficult to handicap this uh the play calling of the texans because we're still seeing them running running the ball when it's second and ten uh when they're you know behind the sticks also they're still running the ball but um yeah definitely you know if you're able to find if, if we're able to find player props like for the tight ends like you mentioned if they're under 20 if their stat projections around 25 and a half 22 and a half where the case might be i think that might be a good value play also um so that'll wrap it up for thursday night football uh not the most exciting game but dan uh team redemption over there carry the team this week with a perfect 3-0 for thursday night football hopefully um i can rebound this sunday and also uh dan is able to carry that momentum going into sunday let's take a quick break and then we'll get into our sunday uh week three uh player prop bets we're also brought to you by prop swap america's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. Browse the activity fee to stay in the know. A loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across America and the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low cost treatments start at $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has five star reviews, more than any of its competitors. Prevention is the key. Treatments can take up to 4 to 6 months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to slash sgp to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's k e e p s.com/sgp SGP to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash SGP We're also brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise is the number one app for sports betting picks held by a team of trend watching data devouring sports fanatics giving you the who how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game, all for free. Found your pick? Search the latest sportsbook promotions to sign up for an account, compare the odds, and finally place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now and to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling, gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER all right Dan coming off of the break here we have some pretty good games this week man I know there's a couple snoozers but uh like we are thinking we're talking about offline that we have the Rams and the Bucks this week Packers Niners uh, I think the Sunday uh, the Monday night game is also going to be good I know your your Eagles are in action heading down to my state here in Texas taking on the Dallas Cowboys um But some pretty good matchups so let's just dive right into uh our player props i'll let you kick it off uh what do you have for me as your quarterback player prop for this week
1: yeah my quarterback is kyler murray over 280 passing yards going up against a hapless jags defense that's letting up 295 passing yards per game through week three murray I mean, this man's on the MVP race right now. It seems to be improving his odds every week. He's averaging 344 passing yards uh, in through week two, coming off a 400-yard performance against the Minnesota Vikings. So Arizona's putting up the second-most points per game at 36, and Kyler just continues to exploit weapon after weapon. If it's not DeAndre Hopkins, it's Rondell Moore. If it's not him, it's Christian Kirk. The man spreading the ball around, and – I didn't think we'd be saying this at week three, but shouts to Clint Kings, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. He's, he's doing the right thing and letting Kyler cook because um, this is what I thought I would see out of Russell Wilson, and uh, Kyler's taking it to another level right now. He's not even having to run the ball. He's just slinging it all over the field, so 280 seems light to me. So I'm going to take the over on that. I think if
0: you said that they were playing Jaguars this week, that's all you probably needed to say. <laughs> <for that laughs> yeah, <Facts>. I mean, <laughs> it, it's crazy how bad. I mean, we talked about when we were previewing the uh, divisions that, again, Jaguars did not do anything to improve their secondary or even their defense. I mean, they brought in Shaquille Griffin, but that's not going to be enough for you to you know defend in the National Football League, especially some of the quarterbacks that they are playing uh, so far they've played this season and that, that, that the quarterbacks they are going to play for the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, like you said, Kyler Murray has been on fire for the first two weeks here. Uh, definitely, probably the leading MVP candidate right now. Um, I think uh, Cliff Kinsbury has done a great job of letting him sling it around. And like you mentioned, all the weapons that he has, that they're finally able to utilize these guys. So, um, you know, going up against the Jaguars team this week, I think that this is going to be a blowout uh, for the Cardinals. And I think Urban Meyer said, it's like playing the Alabama Crimson Tide every single week. So um, I think it's going to take a little bit for the Jaguars to kind of get their stuff going. And and I, I'm still not sold on this team. I think somebody had the Jaguars to be the last winless team in the NFL. So uh, I think that's probably going to come to fruition. Uh, for my quarterback prop, now I'm going to go with Justin Herbert over 294 and a half passing yards. They're uh, taking on the Kansas city chiefs defense this week. And, you know, through the first two weeks, Casey's defense has been bad. We talk about uh def- good defense that travel. Well, bad defenses travel also wherever they go, whether they're at the road or sorry, whether they're on the road or they're playing at home. Um, chiefs allowed 200 and p- 239 passing yards to Lamar Jackson last week and, there were some wide open receivers in that game. And then in week one, they allowed 321 passing yards to Baker Mayfield. Justin Herbert is going to be the best passing quarterback the Chiefs defense is going to see here through the first three weeks on Sunday. There's no doubt about that. And then through the first two first two games, the Chiefs are allowing 13.7 yards per completion to quarterbacks, which is ranked number 30 through the first two weeks. Justin Herbert, so far this season, He's passed for 337 yards in week one against the Washington football team. And then last week against the Dallas Cowgirls, 338. And then in two career games versus the Chiefs last season, he had 311 in week two and then uh, 302 in week 17 last year. Not sure we can take away a lot from the last game of the season last year, because I think Chiefs were sitting a lot of their uh, good players, both on offense and defense. But Mike Williams and I think Keelan Allen should feast against this Chiefs defense. And if we take a look at the uh, play selection distribution for the Chargers in the first two weeks, in week one versus Washington, 47 pass attempts and only 29 rush attempts. Week two against the Cowgirls, 41 pass attempts and 19 rushes. So they're slinging the ball around with Justin Herbert. I think they should be able to take advantage of a bad secondary and a bad defense overall for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I love this over uh, for Justin Herbert to go over 294 and a half passing yards.
1: Yeah. Herbert can easily throw for 300 yards here um, with the run game. Uh, It's interesting though, because the, the, the chiefs have certainly let opposing running backs go to work and, and seem to not want to be beat over the top. But this secondary is certainly struggling here. We saw Hollywood Brown get open in space several different times against the Ravens. So yeah, I, I think that there's going to be an opportunity for Herbert to find Mike Williams, who's had a huge resurgence in uh, the season in with uh, Joe Lombardi's offense. You know, he's become one of the best receivers in the league, it seems like, compared up with uh, Keenan Allen. So I think they're they're all going to be busy. Eckler's going to be busy because running backs typically have good games against the Chiefs. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see him a little bit more active in the passing game that he's been. So,
0: yeah, I think there should be a good day for uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, this is probably a game, uh, one of the games this week that probably turn into a, a, a shootout for sure. So, um, you know, Chiefs, could, yeah. yeah. Chiefs coming off a loss, you know, I'm sure they're going to want to come out and throw the ball around. And I don't think they have so much faith in uh, Clyde Edwards hilaire after the fumble that he had last week against the Ravens that pretty much uh, sealed the victory for the Ravens. Uh, did you have any more uh, quarterback props, uh, Dan? Uh, I want to throw a flyer out there. Yeah, good.
1: I haven't bet it yet, but I'm planning on it Um, because I like where the number's at right now, and it's Justin fields over 220, I believe it was. Sorry, let me just double-check real quick again. It's passing yards. Yeah, it's passing yards. 207. Yeah, 207. Yeah. 207 and a half. So I think that even though he's going up against the Browns, everyone's acting like the Browns have, like, this ridiculous defense where – I mean, we watched <laughs> we watched your Texans go toe to toe with them for quite a yeah, bit, right? So until Taylor left, this, this is a beatable defense, and um, I think Justin Fields. While people are really enamored with his athleticism, he actually is not. I don't think he's going to be able to run that much. And with the game total looking at the Bears seven point dogs, this is going to be a good chance for him to just sling the ball. Two hundred and seven and a half yards to me is something that you put up for Davis Mills. Yeah. Against the Panthers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not uh Justin Fields, who I think has more has way more weapons in David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, and D- Darno Mooney. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that there's going to be a good chance that he's going to come in there ready to go and and start slinging it. Now, the one knock to him is that he hasn't been quick to get the ball out, and that's what Andy Dalton has been one of the best at in the NFL. Yeah, but. I think that he has a lot of big play ability with his ability to be mobile, get out of the pocket and make plays. So I'm actually really excited to watch Justin Fields here and two oh seven and a half seems light to me. So that's probably the bet I'm going to place after this. Um,
0: but that's the other one I really like. Yeah. I think this is going to be a uh, fun game to watch. Obviously. I think Barrett's fans are excited now that you have Justin Fields uh, on the field as your quarterback now. Um, and I think that his debut, I think that, they should put a plan, a a game plan together where, especially on that first drive, where I think that they'll put him in positions where he can make throws. And even if he gets like 50 passing yards in the first drive, or even in the first quarter, that's going to set you up very nicely for the rest of the game. And um, we know that the Browns can put up points, but uh, just because of this total seems, seems low. And I think rightfully so, but if the Browns do get off to a double or two, uh, two-possession lead, they're going to have to throw the ball. And I think Justin Fields uh, should be able to eclipse his number of, what, 206-and-a-half, 207-and-a-half. So, um, yeah, good luck on that one. Uh, I did have one more quarterback prop, and I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Jones, over 26-and-a-half rushing yards. So they play the Falcons this week, and Through the first two weeks, Jones has 15 total rush attempts, and he's exceeded the number in both of those games. We saw what he did against Washington last week on that Thursday night game but I think I was more impressed that he got 27 rushing yards against a Broncos front seven, who is, is pretty stout. Um, and like I mentioned, 95 against the Washington football team last week, uh, giants take on the doll. Oh, sorry, the Falcons this week in week one against your Eagles, uh, Dan, they Falcons allowed Jalen hurts to rush for 62 yards. And we know Juns runs that read option with Barkley or whoever is in the, um, in the backfield. So he has that ability to tuck it and run for it. And I think that, if he gets three to four rush attempts here, I think that he should be able to uh, exceed this number. And I think that he should have the same success that Jalen Hurts had, maybe not that many yards because Jalen Hurts is by a mile, a better scrambler and runner than of Daniel Jones. But if you're asking Daniel Jones to get 27 rushing yards against his Falcons uh, uh, front seven and his defense, I think that he should be able to get over this number of 26 and a half rushing yards.
1: You know, it's funny. That was going to be my other play. I, I, I stacked Justin Fields just ahead of that one. But uh, for the exact reasoning that you just outlined, the, what we saw with Jalen Hurts, his ability to get out and open open space against the Falcons. But more so, it's like, um, what have the Giants done in the last two weeks to improve their offensive line? Literally yep. nothing. And we saw on Thursday night football, or was it Monday night? When did the when did the Giants in ri-
0: last line, Thursday uh, against Washington?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was season, last right? Thursday. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saw. I mean, that was a pretty good. De- I mean, the, the the Washington football team's defense hasn't really showed up yet either. But one mm-hmm. thing is for sure is that Daniel Jones isn't afraid to run the ball. Yeah, and he's probably their best source of running right now. Saquon's not quite there yet. I think Saquon's probably going to have his best game yet against the Atlanta Falcons. But mm-hmm. I think that there's still a really good opportunity for Daniel Jones to scramble for 26. That just seems light for a guy that just came off running for 95 yards
0: yeah i think that especially against this falcons defense like we've said that they're not good um i think this this game may low-key be may have a lot of points being scored so i like the you know the the option that jason garrett kind of gives daniel jones off of those read those this read options where he can just tuck it and ability to run it so i think that We've seen it time and time again. Last week, like you said, we saw it against Washington where he was able to do it. So uh, those were my right. two quarterback props that I had uh, for week three so far. Uh, what, uh, what do you got for your skill positions here?
1: Uh, for my skill positions, my first one is Darnell Mooney over three and a half receptions. So this is obviously correlating to the day that I'm expecting Justin Fields to have. He's hit this line in his last five games going back to last season with an average of six uh, receptions per game over that span you know, I think that this is going to be a pretty positive game script for Darnell Mooney to get targets. And right now he carries a, a a lofty 95.3 snap share, always on the field. He's getting 23% of the targets with an average of seven and a half targets per game. So to me, three and a half receptions at minus 115 seem, still seems a bit understated. So um, I'm going to rock with Darnell Mooney here. I think him and Alan Robinson could have good games, but I think Darnell Mooney is probably one of the more slept on, uh receivers in the league right now and surprisingly he's out he's out targeting alan robinson so um i think this is going to be a nice tandem going forward and justin fields only makes this
0: makes this situation a lot better so taking the over on darnell mooney yeah i think you took the words right out of my mouth that darnell Mooney is probably the sleeper that especially on this bears team and over on the league that you know he's kind of being slept on and you know it's it's good to find those value numbers, especially if they're crushing, you know, their play or their, what the number posted is, what they've done in the first two weeks. I think that's what we try to kind of find out. I think you really hit the nail on the head with Darnell Mooney there. Um, Three and a half, what, three and a half receptions, you said? Three and a half, yep. Yeah, so I think that especially having Justin Fields in there and, um, you know, he should be able to get over this number. Um, for my first one, I'm gonna go with uh, that same game in the Giants and the Falcons, and I'm gonna go with Kyle Pitts over 52 and a half receiving yards um, through the first two games of the season. Pitts has 14 targets; he's caught he's caught nine of those um, targets. He has a total of 104 receiving yards, but more so, I think the Giants' defense is what I'm kind of fading here. They're not defeating or sorry, defending the tight end position very well. Uh, they're allowing ten and a half targets through first two games of the season to tie the tight end position. They are averaging eight receptions per game and seventy-four yards receiving to that tight end position through the first two games. And I'm not really a believer in the secondary for the Giants. I think that they have Bradbury there that probably going to be matched up probably on Calvin Ridley, so that may open the door up for Kyle Pitts. Um, so I think this is a game where you know Pitts can really showcase why the Falcons decided to draft him with the, what, seventh, eighth overall pick. So uh, 52 and a half, especially what the Giants defense has been doing or given up to the um, tight end position. I think this is a pretty low number for Kyle Pitts. um, So hopefully he's able to get over this number of 52 and a half.
1: Man, I think that that's handicapping 101 right there to find that kind of edge of how bad the Giants have been on defending tight ends yeah uh love that stat man and i i wasn't even uh, i didn't realize kyle pitts um was even drawing that much of a target share you know i've seen calvin ridley do do quite a bit but i've been fading to the atlanta falcons just because i haven't liked what i've seen in the first two weeks but i think this sounds like a prime breakout opportunity for that young man and uh what better way to do it on a team that's literally just letting tight ends walk all
0: over them yeah, it's going to be interesting to yeah, I think that this, this is another game that potentially has shootout uh, capabilities because we have two bad defenses matching up. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye out for this game. Let's take one final break. We'll finish our uh, skill position players, uh, player props for week three, and then we're going to close it out with our best bet for week three were brought to you by Price Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Price Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and it's easy, and it all starts with Price Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Price Picks is the only way I play. Make sure to check out the Thursday Night Football Stat Projections and use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's Prize Picks promo code SGP. Ross brought to you by Mint Mobile. After, fine, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, It's that there's always some type of catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There really isn't one. Mint Mobile secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of some mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone number with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com/sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com/sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/sportsgp. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the US? The folks at OddsCrowd are challenging you to prove it this football season with their epic free play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there's a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick, track act, pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And crowd isn't just fantasy betting content it's a social app for so, social app for sports betters. Free to download, you can also live group chat with other betters. You can track your bets set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and all of our podcasts, just like this one. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming back off of the break. Uh, Dan hit me with your next, uh, skill position, uh, player prop here.
1: Yeah. My next one is Cooper cup. I talked about him last week, wanting to get in on the action. And the time is now I see his receiving yard prop at 72 and a half right now. This man is commanding a 95.4 snap share with 39.6 target rate, which is insane. Ranking number four in the league right now. He's got 21 targets heading into week three. He's got a clear rapport with Matthew Stafford. And this Buck secondary, it's pretty weak. The game total is sitting well over 50. It's in at 55. Yeah, Me, I'm riding the wave in prime time, and I don't think that this guy can be stopped. And, yeah, I'm going to take the over on this one until I see more out of the Bucs secondary as well as, you know, anyone other than Tyler Higby. I think, you know, Robert Woods had a decent game last game, but yeah. I think that this is really going to be Cooper Cup's show until someone can prove that they can stop him.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we, if if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. I think that Cooper Cup is it's crazy. The even if the yards after contact that he gets um, through this first two games, it's been crazy. And like you mentioned, the rapport that he has with Matthew Stafford already has really. I mean, he's dropped what hundred plus receiving yards in each of the first two games for uh, the Rams. Um, and now they're going to put against a bad secondary of the uh, Bucks. You know we saw what Dak Prescott and that offense was able to do in Week One last week. Matt Ryan and um, and that offense with Kyle Pitts and, and Calvin Ridley, they were in that game. I mean uh, in that third through the third quarter, I think there was a couple of late pick sixes or, or a, uh, turnovers that converted into touchdowns for the Bucks. But the Falcons were riding that game, and I think Cooper Cup, he's getting the targets. He's getting the yardage, so I think that there's no reason to back uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, my next one is, uh, you know, is kind of the same thought process in the handicap that you had, and I'm gonna go back to the old reliable that I've had, TJ Hawkinson. Man, over five and a half reception. Now I think as long as the market doesn't adjust to it until he gets a six and a half, I'm gonna keep on betting the over on Hawkinson. Um, Hawkinson leads the uh, lines in targets and receptions so far this season. Uh, he has 16 receptions over 20 targets through the first two weeks. He's had exactly eight receptions in each of the first two games this season. The Ravens are defending the tight end. The Ravens defending the tight end position ranks amongst the bottom in the league. Ravens are allowing nine and a half receptions and one hundred and twenty-two receiving yards to that tight end position so far this season. And I know the Lions are on a short week. They played on Monday night against uh, the Packers, but we we like you just talked about Dan that the rapport that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have. I think that Jared Goff and TJ Hawkinson kind of had that same chemistry also. So TJ Hawkinson over five and a half receptions, I would probably take a look at also uh, taking the over on his yardage also because he's been getting over 60 to 65 uh, receiving yards also through the first two games here. And this might be a, a game where the Ravens might come, you know, a little sleepy into because it seemed like they were, it was all in game in week two against the chiefs for them. You know, they were celebrating like crazy. I think that this was a game that they really wanted. So this could possibly be a flat spot. The only part that does concern me is um, that, you know, the, the Harbaugh brothers like bullying on weaker teams. So I think that might be one thing, but as far as player props, um, uh, TJ Hawkinson here, I think over five and a half receptions, he should get that uh, against this Ravens uh, secondary.
1: Time to start talking about TJ Hawkinson as the third best uh, tight end in the league. I'm putting him over George Kittle right now because if you just look at the mere production of it, this man is the number one uh, option in that offense. And if they're going to continue to play with these negative game scripts, he's going to continue to eat. And Jared Goff can make a throw to a tight end. He can't make it to wide receivers, but he's doing all right in that short intermediate, uh, uh, short intermediate field. So, I love TJ Hawkinson. I would continue to ride this as well until the market really adjusts. Like you're pretty much getting a, a low key Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey um, at a way better price, you know, because most of Travis Kelsey's on a weekly basis are sitting at seven and a half. So five and a half, that's, that's still, that still needs to be,
0: uh, still needs to be adjusted. Yeah. And he's getting the targets too. So that's what I kind of really like about uh, this prop and, and, you know, him and golf having that uh, chemistry so far. Did you have any yeah. more uh, skill position uh, player props here, Dan? Yeah, I got one more. Yeah, Najee Harris
1: cool. under 64.5 rushing yards. And right now, I'm really just fading the Steelers O-line. Najee Harris comes into this contest against the Cincinnati Bengals in a divisional matchup, averaging 3.2 yards per carry, only getting 13 carries per game, averaging 41. But the one thing that's going well for Najee Harris is that he's literally competing with no one for snaps or opportunities. So he's going to get the workload. I just think he'll be more active in the past game, especially with Ben Roethlisberger, a little hobbled as usual. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be dinking and dunking yet again. And if you look at some of the advanced metrics on Najee Harris, they haven't been great for the first two weeks of the season here. Um, he's only averaging one broken tackle evaded tackle, which is ranked number 44. His juke rate is 6.3 ranks 49. Um, yeah, he just doesn't really get much room to run, and when he does have an opportunity to run, he doesn't break anything. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna fade his rushing rushing total here, but I think he'll still have a pretty good game overall because he's literally the only person that's getting the work—true third down, third down work, or three down workhorse. Excuse yeah. me uh, for the Steelers.
0: Yeah, in the beginning of the season when we were people talking about Najee Harris being offensive uh, rookie of the year, I, it just didn't make sense to me because this offensive line it's just so bad. They had so much turnover. And then when you have that type of turnover with your offensive line, your running back's not going to be able to do much. And, and I think we've kind of seen that through the first two weeks here. And, you know, the Bengals, uh, they come into Pittsburgh. I think, you know, like you mentioned that the Steelers are hobbled with with Ben Roethlisberger and Najee Harris hasn't been the guy that Steelers or all of us have expected to see so far. And I think that 64 is still a very high number for him. You could probably get into that that 50 range, but I think asking him to get into that 60, 64, or 65 rushing yards is, I don't think that's going to uh, come to fruition this week. Uh, the last one I had is, uh, I'm going to go Miles Gaskin over three and a half receptions. And I think this was around plus 120 when I betted um, Gaskin so far, nine receptions through the first two weeks of the season. He had four in week one, five in week two. Um, So far this season, the the Raiders are allowing six targets uh, to running backs and five receptions per game to running backs here. And and I think that Miles Gaskin needs to be more involved in this offense because he is a great pass-catching running back. And also the um, Raiders are allowing 43.5 receiving yards to the running back position. So now you have Jacoby Percet that's going to be starting over the injured Tua. And I think we're going to probably see more dinking and dunking, like you mentioned Kind of like Ben Roethlisberger, that um, it, that I don't, I'm not sure that they'll be able to run the ball effectively here. So I think that you know getting those short passes to running backs, I think that's something that Jacoby percent we saw it did when he was with the Colts, with you know Naeem Hines, with Jonathan, or sorry, with Naeem Hines and our Marlin back. Um, so I think that this number is kind of a little low for me with Miles Gaskin. So I'm going to take the over three and a half receptions as my last uh, player pro for this Sunday, as they face the Raiders this week in Las Vegas. I couldn't trust Tua. I actually probably trust Jacoby Brissett
1: more just because I've seen it. And, uh, he was straight with the, the, the Indianapolis Colts and, you know, subbing in for, um, Andrew luck for, for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that, the Miami dolphins will probably be fine. And miles Gaskin is certainly one of their playmakers. They're getting Wolf fuller back, but we don't know what that's going to look like in in game one. Jalen Waddle is still their guy, but you know, in terms of moving the ball, moving the chains, it's still miles Gaskin. So he's been pretty versatile so far. He's getting looks, uh, doesn't really have a lot of competition in the backfield. So I think he could definitely have a strong game
0: here. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, I kind of, think that the Dolphins might be a live dog this week. And I was reading also that Jacoby percent was a little upset that he didn't, that he didn't get a fair chance to uh, compete for the starting job uh, with the, with the Dolphins. So I feel like he's coming in mm-hmm. with a little chip on the shoulder to something to prove uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, Dan Watch out I, might lose your job yet again. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure that we're going to expect him back very soon either. So no, no, I, I don't know, man. I think that I think the Dolphins, are in a bad position here with Tua. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I just, Tua is not like the ideal quarterback that you need to, to, to be a starting quarterback in this league. Like he does, his arm strength is average. He's left-handed. I think that puts him at a disadvantage. And I I just think that, you know, he's a very small frame also. So again, you know, we'll see what happens with Tua, but um, that's all I had. Do you have any more player props or do you want to get to best bets? No, nah, let's get to best bets. All right, so Dan, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, of the ones that we discussed, give me your very best bet this for this uh, for this NFL week three.
1: Kyler over two eighty passing yards going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's just too much of a good situation for him. Riding a high, Cardinals are flying. He's getting all the all the shine and he wants it. He's balling out and I don't, I don't expect it to con- I don't expect it to stop here against the the hapless Jaguars. So.
0: Yeah, I'm going roll with Kyler here. I love it, man. I, again, going up against the Jags. <laughs> yeah, good luck uh, to the Jaguars, especially with all the weapons that they have. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to eat this game because he was in the AFC South. Uh, he will. Uh, yeah, Definitely. facing the Jacksonville Jaguars twice a year. So I, I'm sure that he can also help him with the game plan, but a uh, completely different coaching regime. And I think that, well, I think we can say this is – only coaching advantage that Kingsbury is going to have against a coach that is less, uh, I guess, superior to him. So uh, yeah, definitely. I think Kyler Murray is on that MVP train, looking to continue that momentum going up against the Jags secondary this week. Um, For mine, I'm torn kind of between two. I guess I'll just give both of them out. I think, you know, first one, Justin Herbert over 294 and a half passing yards. I just feel like this makes too much sense here. Um, the only argument I think the great point that you did bring up is that the, the running game is not great for the, um, to, uh, for the sorry, the running defense for the Chiefs is not great. So maybe they run the ball a little more with Eckler. But if this turns into a shootout, I think that Justin Herbert should easily get to 300 passing yards. And I think that everything is pointing to that direction for him. So I'll give that as the first one. And then um, the second quarterback, when I gave out Daniel Jones, over 26 and a half rushing yards. I think that he should be able to eclipse this number against his Falcons defense. Um, he did that very well against a Washington front four, or at least a front seven. That's supposed to be good this year, but like you said, hasn't come into fruition yet. So I think that, you know, with the play calling and the, the read option that they kind of are running with Daniel Jones there, I think that he should be able to uh, tuck it and run it out um, on three or four rush attempts to get over this number. So those are the two that I kind of like, um, for this week as you know, going both, both of my quarterback props as my best bets this week.
1: Daniel, Joe's tucking and running
0: as long he as did. he doesn't fumble it. Right. I think yeah, that right. Kramer will probably He's lose his head over his shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, any final thoughts uh, for this week? Any other player that you want to mention, any games that you want to mention to kind of look out for this week? Uh, I know we mentioned three or four that are going to be really good games, uh, but um, yeah, I'm excited for week three, man.
1: Yeah, the uh, obviously Monday night I'm really excited for always a, a chance to beat down on the on the Cowgirls, so yeah. really hyped for that. But then also you know, my chance to see Tom Brady for the first time, I'm really excited about that. So, um, yeah, man, I think it's going to be a really good week three. Hopefully we're getting a little bit sharper in terms of beating the books. I know that the lines are starting to get a little bit tighter as we yeah. get more data, but we're going to continue to still grind and hustle to find
0: that value. Yeah, man, I'm jealous that you're going to get able to see that that Tom Brady and the Bucks offense going up against um, the Rams this weekend, and I think that stadium, that's, it's going to be beautiful. So enjoy that for sure, man. Uh, yeah, man, everything that uh, Dan said, I think it's going to be a great week three. We have some great matchups this week. Hopefully everybody, everybody is able to profit uh, with our player props and your uh, game bets that you have. Uh, Dan, let the people know where they can find you and anything else that you want to plug, man.
1: Yeah, hit me up at Dan Titus on Twitter and keep a lookout on all things at GPN with all the fantasy stuff we have going on. The best source of fantasy news out there. And yeah, be on the lookout, man. The NBA is creeping up. So yes. we're going to have more NBA gambling podcast stuff. We'll probably be transitioning this prop cast to be dabbling in some some hoops as well. So yep. be on the look for, be on the lookout for that. So a lot of good stuff coming out. And yeah, man, hear me behind the mic at... Uh, on my buckets podcast for fantasy basketball for those that are interested in that. But yeah, uh, maybe.
0: otherwise, yeah, hit, yeah. Hit, hit us up, man. We'd be talking out here. It's crazy that we've, we're talking about fat f- basketball. It's going to be here you know. before we know it. So definitely check out Dan on his buckets podcast if you are getting into fantasy basketball. Uh, rolling out all types of stuff on the SGPN website as far as podcasts our football fantasy football um our prop cast and then like dan said we're revving things up for the nba gambling podcast also so uh till then let's break the books this weekend hopefully everybody's able to cash and we're talking about a profitable week come next week um and again if you haven't uh i believe we're getting our own feed here for the nfl prop cast and, and the prop cast overall so definitely like retweet our episodes to, uh, on your Twitter, on your social media, wherever it might be. Uh, till then let's break them books and let it ride.